Swedish snooze. Oh yeah, we're here. We're, we're here. Preepy the weed. Uh, we're let's That's go around this move. way. Ronan. Alan. A B. Isabel. Ao. David. Ship. Um, Dave. Allergies. He's got allergies. Uh, okay. Um, we're talking about boss moves today. Boss shit. All things boss. Um, boss in our lives when we've been bosses when we got bossed. Uh, bosses we've seen. Bosses in the abstract. The ideal boss. Um, coffees that are boss. Uh, and so on, and so boss forth. Um, I actually want to launch right into a single boss story that's very important to me, which is one you told me, which is when I think you were at the four C's, and in the private dining room, you saw a collection of bosses wearing just like magenta and yellow suits and um, uh, wiling out. Um, How do you feel about telling that story? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, This happened maybe 2002, 2003. I was having a dim sum with my uh, Hong Kong... uh, classmate friends and uh it was pretty early we got there on the early side because you know they're hong kong and they want to do it a little early you know beat the rush mm-hmm. beat the rush so we get in there and if you've been to the it wasn't four seasons it was house of hong oh house of hong um and they have a big banquet room and a side like long table banquet room and it's full vision bosses spend of time it. in banquet rooms um we did not expect this to be happening on a sunday morning but i think the uh, basically the building owners slash landowners of Chinatown were in a heated discussion when we got in there, <laughs> and they were wearing many different colors of suit, including <laughs> purple, light blue, periwinkle, green, gold, uh, many different colors of suit, and they all had fists full of papers. And they were shaking them madly at each other. <laughs> so tight. What do you think those papers were? They were definitely deeds. <laughs> just property deeds deeds and contracts <laughs> absolutely you know the boss like, will shake a contract in your face but exactly at the very end of the table in a very enlarged chair was a more feeble but definitely commanding boss and he, as they would argue amongst each other he would say things and then the volume would tone down oh, which we and saw many times in the movie correct, correct. what color was his so suit his suit was, was uh, dark purple <laughs> and oh, he had a helper yeah. He had a wow. helper who was standing the entire time next to him. Damn. Um, you know, reached for food and other things. Um, God, it was just like, and it just kept going. And it wasn't like a resolution or anything. He would talk, and then they would, after he finished talking, they would, the volume would increase, and the papers would shake harder. And it was just something I was imagining. We were just eating our food, and I was like, like at any moment, like Chow Yun-Fat could bust through a window and like gun them all. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the scene it was. But there wasn't any resolution to it. It just kept going. They ate. They were there longer than we were. Eventually, we left. Um, did any of it spill out into the dining room? No, no. They kept it into the dining. The dining room was large. Mm-hmm. It's like a large banquet room on the side, and it's like high windows. I don't know if you've been in House of Hong, but the, the ceiling is very high, and so like they have high windows with light pouring in Sunday morning and stuff like that. So beautiful. Yeah, um, it was wonderful. And you know, when it's bosses, you're calling it a banquet room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm surprised that you were even allowed admission to the room. No, we weren't in the room with them. Uh, the room oh. doesn't have, it's not like other restaurants where there's like a, a, a sliding door or anything blocking your view. They were out in full open and uh, everybody in the restaurant was able to hear what they were doing. Um, if you were going to plan a boss banquet, uh, how would you plan it? God. Like what kind of people would I invite to the boss banquet? Top to bottom. Uh, top to bottom. Well, I think the weakness of that boss banquet was the open doors and allowing everybody to hear. I would like one entry, one exit, kind of like fire hazard kind of situation. So if you had to, you could lock the doors <laughs> and, and really, really make 
I think I think a thing to really enforce to if you are planning the banquet for bosses, you need to have the upper hand in the boss move. You have to have one more boss move than everybody else does. Are you Chairman <laughs> Huang or are you like uh, next in line? God, I mean, that's is that really up to me? Uh, in your this is, whole thing is up to you. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'd be Chairman Huang in this situation, <laughs> and so they would know coming in that there's only one exit, so they can't really flex too hard, or I'm going to lock the doors. Right, but so what if what if they see uh, they see a few maneuvers into the future? Um, do you have another exit? Well, of course you, I have another exit. You've but another you know exit. they could be so savvy that to bribe my exit man. That's true. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what do I mean? you counter bribe the exit man? You could counter bribe the exit man, or well, have a plant in their team for the entire time. You gotta. Oh I mean, you gotta pay your exit man well, give him benefits. Mm-hmm. What if you pay your exit man sure so much that when they bribe uh, him, he comes to you and says they bribe me? Yeah, for sure. I mean, but that's like being a good boss, right? Yeah, that's like treating like treating the people you delegate to with respect. And they come to appreciate you more than they appreciate other people's money. Mm-hmm. Loyalty. Loyalty. A boss has loyalty. Yeah. How many helpers are there? For me? Uh, that's a boss response. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming they're bringing helpers like these other bosses are bringing helpers. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you'd uh, like at least two more. How Would much? you limit the amount of helpers that the other bosses can bring in? Of yeah. course. I mean, but, you know, they're bosses. They you don't want to have too many, like, uh, uncontrollable variables right. in the mix. Right. How many bodyguards are outside, uh, like, gambling and smoking rippers and spitting and laughing? I mean, all of our bodyguards know each other. <laughs> you know, from school. Yeah, they're... Ca- from the slums. <laughs> yeah, they're... Uh, from the slums. From the army. <laughs> from the various meetings that... From the various places they before. trained. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe protecting other bosses. They were on the same boss teams. Um, how hard do you scream at the Mater D that uh, fuck something up? I don't scream at the Mater D. Yeah, no, that's a dele- that's a delegate. That's a boss baby move. Yeah. How, how isolated do you bo- stare? That is boss baby. That's a boss baby to scream at yeah. the help. That's a Sonny, not a Michael. Because you're losing yeah. you're losing power, so you're screaming at the help because you know they have no power. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's an Eric Roberts versus Mickey Rourke type of deal. Oh mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's to eat? What's going on, on the table? Oh God, you know, roast pig for the gods. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. yes, exactly and precisely. <laughs> What's the decor? Uh, the decor is simple. Hopefully, stained glass. If I can, if I can do it, you know, stained glass in a Chinese you restaurant can do it. is like kind of wild. <laughs> I was in Korea. I was in Korea uh, in May, and I went. I played this. I did a city hunter there with the homies, and it went really well. I don't know if I told you about. No, this. I saw the videos. It looked yeah, amazing. It went it, really, really. That was the most poppin' city hunter. It was I've the ever most poppin' city hunter I've ever, ever we've ever. It was like surprisingly poppin'. What about like, the one in uh, in Tokyo that y'all did? Uh, that was fun, but imagine that, but with like three hundred more people. Wow. Yeah. In yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but the club is called Sindosi. And it's like kind of a, it's a very it's neon and it's in a building on the fourth floor and the first three floors are empty because exactly it's like oh, right. it's like a weird part of Seoul it's like the older part of Seoul um, but the fifth floor is the roof and it's a smoking area and all the seats are church pews uh, and they face a wall <laughs> with a white screen on it. I guess they do f- movies up there sometimes but the back wall is a you know in Chinese restaurants how they have little pictures of waterfalls that are backlit. And they have the elements inside that spin that make the water look like it's moving. Hell yeah! Oh, they yeah. have one that's the size of 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 a it's six it's like six to eight feet tall. It's like <laughs> the size of this wall in the dining, and it's like on the back, and it's glowing, and it's the only light 
on the roof. That's oh, in my shit. banquet hall. <laughs> yes, yes, it Absolutely. is. Yeah, you, you need to have a giant mural, of course, either of like Three Kingdoms shit or like kamikaze shit or, uh, you know, mine would be giant backlit waterfall that spins. We've talked about how um, uh, art shows are just insanely dry, almost universally, uh, but an art show that just contains dozens of those. Mm-hmm. Would not be dry. <laughs> Benji actually made one of those for one of his art shows. Oh, yeah, he had it. He had it made in China and shipped in. Yeah, I mean, people so should tight. people yeah. should have a, a photo show where they make dozens of those. Yeah, they, where everything is presented as a backlit with element spinning that makes water move. Yeah, I mean, you you've either got to be like independently wealthy or have some major institutional support to uh, to make that happen. But you know, I feel like Ben, you, you're a boss. Ben could make it happen. I feel like Ben could. Well, make Ben it happen. actually. Designed one of the, no Ben designed one of those with Digital Kitchen that was a uh, was the Hieronymus Bosch's uh, that's right of Earthly Delights that's right um, and then the wa- and the water in the center um, in the center panel so, so is this stream this is kind of like for a, a casino key, in Vegas this is kind of like a, a key <laughs> element of bossing in that when people say we could do this but it would cost a ton or it would do a ton you find ways to do it. Like with That's your right. resources, with your help and stuff. That's right. And you just find ways to do it in a in an acceptable manner. Um, or you just throw money at it because you're a boss. Yeah. Either you can throw money at it, or you can throw like charisma slash networking at it. <laughs> um, at your banquet, the uh, boss of the West Side and the boss of the Docks start to fight. What do you do? You let them fight for a bit. <laughs> you let them brawl a little bit. Yeah. You know. What what do you how do you react if like one of them uh, gets just like thrown off the porch of the fourth story? You know you kind of do a, a a boss cha thing. You're just like, guys, stop! And then they <laughs> they don't stop, of course. And you just let them. And you've said your piece about that. You don't approve of what they're doing, but you know they're doing it. And eventually, if you know if they get real violent or if they, right. you've you know, ca- you've cast your vote. Sometimes, sometimes, and we've seen this in many films. You know, just one just straight ices the other, like mm-hmm. in front of you, mm-hmm. and then now it's just time to be the boss and just deal with this. But you know, do you maybe uh, the helper's there and you're just like you, you were uh, sit in the seat. <laughs> you're docs guy now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you give him, you give him the docs. Yeah. The um, whole, the whole idea is that you let you let you know you let him play. You let the dogs wrestle a little bit. Then you know you yanked the leash when you have to. Uh, you have like exactly one right. kind of corrupt civil contract to award one of the bosses. Who do you award it to? God. I'd give it to the youngest boss. Ooh, test him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, is the youngest boss? Yeah, get uh, their beak wet a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Does the youngest boss remind you of yourself at that age? Hopefully. Do you tell them that? You don't know. You don't know yet until you give them the contract and they either succeed wildly or fail or uh-huh. you know get oped up. <laughs> yeah, they. <laughs> you can't get oped up until you're the old boss. Well, I and mean, you, they may, and you've got your status. You can try. You can be a young boss and try, well, and uh, then you're just yeah, like. I'm saying you can you, if you want to be you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's your chairman fit? God, what's my chairman fit? Uh, I kind of lean towards Anthony Wong and the Godfathers mm. of the mm. emphysema suit, <laughs> um. but without the emphysema. <laughs> All right. Are there any um, Are there any other uh, elements of the banquet that you want to specify or clear up? I'd like more empty seats than actual bosses to make them know that there's always more that could join the table. Oh my god! Wow, <laughs> that's this exactly could, right. Things can get more complicated, and I've thought of this. You and fully if you Im- haven't, then you might be in trouble. You fully meeting. immerse yourself in the mindset of well, actually, well, 
I just say that you are and embody the mindset. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're just making a lot of decisions every day as a boss or something. And then you just like, you know, these are things that you have to incorporate. You have to incorporate, uh, you have to be fluid. You have to be flexible. And to demand the best of people you trust, you have to expect them to be fluid and flexible. So if there's and one if they're going to be rigid on you, you're going to make them know that they're going to fail. What if, was the Anthony Wong movie again? Godfathers. Godfather. Uh, yeah, the one with the... the uh, Chapman toe. So, yeah. so um, if there are baby bosses that have been insubordinate or slighted you, would you del- would you make them sit at the far end of the table with various empty chairs in between? I would actually them want the baby bosses close to me so I could wrap their knuckles. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. um, but let's let's talk about a baby boss. Let's talk about ba- boss baby. Yeah, let's talk about baby boss. Uh, boss baby is a, is a I. Th- I don't know if you guys have been talking about it before. We kind of came up with this like the other day. Did you know Anthony Wong had long hair? What yeah, point? yeah, he did. Unbelievable. Anyway, yeah. okay, go ahead. Uh, boss baby is like a a a a, a person who ascribes to be a boss, but only wants the the feeling, the 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 id feeling of being the boss, and doesn't have a long tail view of being a boss. Is that is that um, crossover with Mister Somebody? Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a it's a it's a very aggressive Mister Somebody. He's got a short tail. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, like drawing a distinction between Mr. Somebody and and a true boss is a kind of important thing to do. I think where a Mr. Somebody is is somebody that's acting flagrantly self-centered and self-aggrandizing, but unjustifiably so. Whereas a boss is certain about his boss qualities, and uh, and he just exudes an aura. Can you graduate from somebody to boss? Sure. Um, it's from yeah, but no, I don't think you can graduate from a Mr. Somebody oh, to boss. Not. Of course, yeah. Not. No, yeah. you're you're just a boss. Baby. I think we we talked about in the episode like a positive version of a somebody mm-hmm. is basically like a a pre boss. I, mm-hmm. I think or or a pre pre boss maybe theoretically in the making a pre pubes boss. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mister Somebody's can become bosses, but it takes deep tragedy. Ooh, Ooh yeah. yeah, you need to really flip them. Yeah, wow. You need to flip them hard. Is that, that a boss move? That to needs flip to be sulfuric acid to the face, and then maybe they become a good boss. Wow. Dave is, Dave is just starry eyed staring at <laughs> Alan right now. Yeah, you know, this is, just, yeah, the analysis is unreal. <laughs> well, I actually. You're all getting a deep taste of like some things that are private had between me and deep and close friends <laughs> and this is all being put on a podcast that's now. what this it's podcast beautiful. is Sorry. about really it's beautiful yeah i mean you're a uh, boss hong shen way of the hojo group um yeah i have i have my own company <laughs> <laughs> uh i want to switch gears and ask you the same question i asked alan uh so it's the banquet and you're planning it so where does it happen pick up the mic get in the game where does the banquet happen for you yeah what is a North End ideal boss like I mean, situation? I guess I can't help but think of like all the boss moments that happen between my dad and my uncles and other businessmen growing the, up. The banquet is just a Nielsen Brothers flooring uh, <laughs> store. It's well, no, it's a where it's a, in a warehouse and it's in a fucking huge warehouse, an unnecessary, unnecessarily big warehouse with not enough inventory to fill it and they're just occupying one corner of the warehouse so tell us more and there's just like a there's um a couple of those uh kind of costco event tables or whatever <laughs> that we had in our basement uh with a, a lot of deer meat that they had all shot um there's a 
and they all cooked it, and they can't stop talking about how impressive the cooking was. Is and is, they, and is there like Jimmy the Mouth from Dick Tracy? <laughs> uh, is everyone smashing the deer meat? Johnny the Head? Yeah, it's just like everyone <laughs> really thinks that they're the boss, and uh, just these really boxy, outdated suits. Yes, and, this uh, is exa- basically exactly that first scene in Dick Tracy where the kid walks in to the warehouse and is like spying on the bosses while well and the thing is is like cigars. oh I think one thing that has always been true is everyone just uh, kind of ha- acts like uh, they appreciate each other in, in this in, in this idealized boss meetup <laughs> well uh, meetup of the century meetup of the century in the warehouse in Linwood or Everett everyone kind of acts like they like each other but when we all get in our cars my dad's like oh that motherfucker you know it just like starts tearing in about how they're crooks and they're frauds and they're fake and they're trying to use me and everyone has a deep sense of paranoia but they're all trying to get along whose name is on the sign <laughs> whose name is on the side of the building Nielsen <laughs> <laughs> um your dad once told me a story about how he uh, took a bunch of the uh, installers to a Mariners game, and uh, he got them a box, and they were getting shit-faced, and there were a bunch of, uh, in the glass that separated them from like the actual like outside seating, there were a bunch of Canadians, and he was just like, those Canadians wouldn't pipe down. And some people started talking to each other, <laughs> and then the installers started dropping beers and stuff on the Canadians' heads, and then yeah. it just got to the point where the installers were just climbing over the glass and punching Canadians in the face. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> um, that sounds about right. I mean, your dad is rich with boss material. I mean, what else do you want to tell us about? I mean, he really, he really, well, not not so much anymore. Just a schizophrenic sense but of he's paranoia. Real, yeah, I think that like the paranoia is quintessential for the boss that I think of. Like they have just the, the deepest sense of paranoia, and none, of, and it's just so insane. You got to be boss, able to boss imagine. anxiety is is unavoidable. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, boss resentment. It comes with the territory, right. and my dad has boss anxiety, boss paranoia, and boss resentment. Bo- boss babies have the anxiety without the success. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that would be they, my. They they their, anxiety, their anxiety is internal. And something they would have to fix. Yeah. Real boss anxiety, it comes from situational success mm-hmm. and that rolling good like over and over again and wondering when the law of ravages will catch up with you. Yeah. yeah and, the like, bo- and the boss baby like uh, anxiety elicits them to act out in ways that are compu- compulsive and, and against their well, own interests. Also, the boss baby's venture is small in scale and has you know little impact, whereas the boss anxiety is about a, when you're laying it out. And you, it's you know, your ship is out to sea, and if it gets sucked in the maelstrom, you're ruined. You got, you got way more to lose. Yeah, exactly. The boss baby's just anxious because they're anticipating their own bossness coming up, and they just get consumed with that anticipation. They can't even make it there. It's It's like, do you remember that Ingmar Bergman? Move your hand. <laughs> hey, do you remember when we watched like I'm Wild so Strawberries and, or maybe it was The Magician and Ingmar Bergman has that uh, interview in the uh, bonus features and he's talking about uh, the bell maker. That's that's yeah. um, that's the magician for sure. Yeah, yeah, and um, he's like the and yeah, and if you're a bell maker and you're just thinking while you're making the bell, I, I can't wait for the applause, the public validation, all of the and the riches that are going to come with this. And then the bell is going to have a crack in it. Oh. But if you're thinking primarily and solely about the quality of the bell as you make the bell, then you're going to make 
a beautifully magnificent bell. <laughs> and also in that interview, he said, and that's when you become fucking boss number one. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you become the boss of Macau. Yeah. I think a boss... Ingmar Bergman, verbatim. Uh, a boss dynamic that always really made me feel uncomfortable growing up was my dad would compare uh, killing a deer in the rut to having a successful business experience. And so my dad would... Uh, he'd tie one on pretty pretty good around four or five o'clock watching fox news not not leaving his ottoman and i whatever friend like a junkie friend or a girl is dating or just like a nice sweet friend from school would come over my dad would ask them maybe like one and a half questions then be like do you know the best time to kill a deer to anyone and he was like that deer needs to be in the rut that deer needs to be filled up and ready to fuck and ready to mount ready to fuck oh yeah and ready to, <laughs> and ready to procreate it's a ruddy deer, and that's it's when a ruddy the deer, deer meat. That's if you kill the deer in that time. That's when the deer meat tastes the best. And he said, in in that vulnerable moment, that's when you kill, and you kill the deer. And it's the exact same thing in business. <laughs> you get them when they're vulnerable, and you conquer. And I would just be like, dude, I feel this like is this is like my friend from soccer that <laughs> has just met my family. So and this is, is okay. instantly. I would say this is another like really great thing about. Um, bosses is that they make analogies that can, if you're not wise enough, you, uh, it can be easily misinterpreted by boss babies. So like you could see many ways in which that analogy could be misinterpreted and then translated into just flip, like behavior that is, would not be in accordance with, uh, Mr. Nielsen's mm -hmm. recommendations or, uh, subscriptions for bosshood. You know, Eddie's dad also <laughs> like boss supreme, uh, now that I think of it, has done some really insane boss, like just trying to be a boss. Tell us about it. What? Well, one time, so they live like on 10 acres in Snohomish and one, and like, I don't know, one year there was just a frog problem. And, um, just an unspecified fraud. Frog. Frogs on the property. Oh, frog. oh, too ma too frogs. many frogs, not frogs. enough frogs. <laughs> and I just remember, and the house is the house <laughs> has not these enough frogs. The house has these really grandiose vaulted ceilings. He built the whole house himself, and w take any opportunity to talk about you know with his bare hands. Exactly right. I built this house, and uh, and I remember one night uh, the frogs. It, enough was enough for the boss. And uh, <laughs> the frogs had and I just one and step I, too far. Yeah, and I just heard this shout of like motherfucking frogs throughout the house, <laughs> and just this charging sound through the house. And then I look out the window, and Eddie's dad is in his motorcycle, like his bright red Ferrari jacket, like work boots and whitey tidies with a buck, a Costco bucket of laundry detergent, and was pouring all the laundry detergent into the pond where the frogs were, and they all died. <laughs> <laughs> and Eddie and I were like, holy shit, dude, that's so gnarly. It was so fucked up. And, he, and, and his he dad just... was like, yeah, fucking die. You know, just like maniacally <laughs> killing just, He just lit it on fire and he just stood in front of it with oil all over his I, face I like think... Daniel Day-Lewis and there will be blood. I think this is a good time to interject a happy Father's Day. <laughs> happy, Father's Day. Happy, Father's Day. happy Father's Day. Because, yeah. because this is not even necessarily like, the, it, the Boston's is also the scale of it being 10 acres and having a huge frog problem. And a Ferraris. Pond. But this is also, it scales down to like ant problem, you know? Like fuck yeah. these ants and just, you know, you're doing the, doing the peroxide with the, the brain of things. It's kind of a dad brain. Well. Yeah, it's a dad brain. Yeah. But, you know, dad brain is a, is a, is a boss brain. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Boss of the family. My dad um, never talked that much about work, and, um, but he was like a big-time IT manager at uh, Microsoft. And he at one point, he said um, it, one of the few things he ever said was he just 
did, said this offhanded thing about how he was good at negotiations, and he, just, he said, yeah, they call me the icebreaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they called my dad the icebreaker at work. Wow. wow. <laughs> I think dads are best when they boss, when they have the boss brain, and they're worse when they have the boss baby brain. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. The only, the only time my dad is really boss brain is when he's just walking through his backyard with his BB gun hunting um, squirrels because they keep eating his fucking raspberries. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very tight. Betty Draper. Definitely, definitely parallel to the uh, the frog overpopulation problem. Not, I, and I don't mean this in an offensive way, but I, I have a hard time visualizing Mike B as a boss. No, no, soft spoken boss. But, but he's not. not really. He's not um, a babe, a boss baby either. I think he just um, he's he's just a gentle, tender man, and uh, and he doesn't need to exert his dominance over people to. He's, he's like uh, the Simon to give him purpose. The Simon, the Lord of the Flies, Simon. Figure. I, I don't. I don't remember that book well enough. Oh, okay. But um, just the kid going to the beach and basking in the sunlight and the twilight. He kind of is like while that. the rest of the island burns. And actually, my dad will. Uh, my dad will just like send me periodic text messages of like pictures of the sunset that he's taken when he's gone on like evening walks after dinner and just being like, "It's a pleasant summer day. The wind is hitting my skin, and I'm thinking about you. I hope, <laughs> I hope you're having a good evening." <laughs> you know? Jesus. That is an, a boss-like element, you know. Right, yeah. The it's the it's the uh, one lesson you must endure kind of thing. Yeah. I also yeah. think that there Something is like these enduring. There's yeah. that really. The thing that bums me out about bosses is like the really contrived, forced, pathetic bosses. That's boss baby. Well, I think that there's boss babies that can be tight, but I think that like there's just like like the boss is a Capitol Hill. Vita bosses, you know what I mean? Where you walk into Vita and you're like, oh, you're a boss. Huh? I mean, any local scene boss is kind of a pathetic boss. Anything like we have to protect this like four square block area because it's our legacy. Yeah, it's a real. You bummer. know, it's a super bummer. There's like an a- there's an analog to that on Twitter where just like people because they have check marks just feel like they can just slander all of the, I did like dream any, anybody who dunks on them. <laughs> I remember when we had check marks on Vine. Yeah, that's one of uh, dozens of reasons why I miss Vine. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so my dad. Yeah, maybe has boss qualities, but in a, in a kind of tender and more understated way. But um, my grandfather on my mom's side, who I told that story about last week, about getting the uh, the nail from the chair in his ass after it exploded during Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> he um, apparently, when he met my dad for the first time, they were um, my dad, my mom, he and his wife were at dinner together. And uh, and my mom and my grandmother got up to go to the bathroom at one point. And a little context, my grandfather, Jer, he was a neurosurgeon. And he was like, he was one of those dudes that like got to the point that he was at out of just sheer obsessive and um, like pathological will. Uh, <laughs> Boss quality. He was, ex- yeah, I mean, he was just such an extreme like hyperbolic person um in every way and uh so my he's sitting across the table from my dad and and the story goes that he just looked at my dad and he was like if you break my daughter's heart i'm gonna surgically remove your kneecaps (laughs) (laughs) yes sir (laughs) and like he yeah he didn't say it in like a i guess like the execution of the threat wasn't um said in like a threatening way it was very understated measured and calculated <laughs> but did well so then what happened when they uh i think my i think my dad was just like 
I, think, <laughs> I don't know. I think he was. No, what just happened like, later in life when they split up? Oh well, my mom left my dad. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> brittle. <laughs> so, so no kneecaps got chopped off. Yeah, yeah, and um, he was kind of on his. Le- my grandfather was on his last leg at that point. I don't think he was going to be surgically removing any kneecaps at that point. <laughs> um, so what's a what's a good boss for you? For me, yeah. What does an ideal boss look like? If you were going to be an ideal boss, what would your kingdom? If I were going to be an ideal boss, I think my kingdom would have to consist of like any square footage which I could physically cover with a gossamer cape that's attached <laughs> to my shoulders, and just anything it touches is my domain. But the cape can be as big as it needs to be, you know? Yeah, it'd be a humongous fucking cape. Yeah, it'd be miles and miles and miles. <laughs> it'd be like the type of shit that you show up to the Met Gala. Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. yeah. But um, all the bosses in my life that I've encountered have been much more like maternal, like mom bosses. Oh, that's oh, perfect. That's what we want to hear about. Bo- bossing is, is not gender specific to, to male. Well, that, sure. that is good to hear. For sure. I'm <laughs> I feel For encouraged. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Mar- Margaret Thatcher, one of the greatest well, bosses One of, of the great time. bosses. You're, dark. You're a dark uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Truly, uh, Mrs. Thatcher, the milk snatcher, just a woman to, <laughs> to look up to. No, but like any of the women in my family who I've ever seen like turn to their husbands in a drunken tirade and just be like, that's enough. It's like, <laughs> Hell yeah. That's yeah. One, my, I remember my grandmother who was definitely a boss and had a really really sharp tongue and was not the type of grandmother that would bake you cookies and rub your back she she told my uncle bill who was like a boss baby type of homie and like just always said too much in some ways he and i share some qualities but uh (laughs) uh you're brutal my my grandmother one time in the middle of like all of our extended family was just like bill shut the hell up (laughs) like just in the middle of dinner (laughs) i mean that's what you got to do boss him into submission that yeah yeah, that's what you got to do my um all three but all three, all, both of my grandmothers and my mother both like left engagements to marry the guys that they had kids with. So it's a family curse. Um, and one of my gra- my grandmother, ship it. ship it, yeah. My grandmother on my dad's side, my yaya, uh, was with this other guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my yaya uh, was with this other guy, but she was on a dig with my grandpa, who she was like also seeing at the time. An archaeological dig. They were both archaeologists. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> One of her, like, favorite stories to tell was when John Lennon decided to get on to, like, being smart and, like, just sort of busted it on one of their digs. And she was like, he sucked. He, like, broke a pot. Oh, yeah. Damn, that's brutal. so He's tight. So brutal. <laughs> yeah. He's so brutal. He was, he was physically brutal. He brutalized that pottery. But, um, so tight. Yeah. So, like, they were on this dig. They were, like, in the tent. Like, <laughs> uh, my yaya didn't have her glasses with her. And she got a letter from, like, her boyfriend back home. And so she was like, hey, Bill, will you, like, read this to me? Like, to my grandfather. And he like read her the letter aloud, and it was like her boyfriend proposing to her. Oh, <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Shit! Wow! Oh my god! Hey, hold this! <laughs> hold this, Elsa! <laughs> like, she's like, hmm. I'll deal with that later. <laughs> yeah, the boss. No, that was a great boss. The boss yeah, is not no. in a hurry most no. of the time. No, no, absolutely not biding your time. The boss has all the time in the world. <laughs> The true and the boss babies are running out of time. But yes. the boss, yeah, that's the like a Florentino Ariza in oh, yeah. uh, 100 Years of Solitude. He's like, I've been waiting for literally 60 years for <laughs> yeah. your husband to die, and uh, I love you, and we're gonna make this happen. She's yeah. like, What the fuck are you talking about? He's like, Listen, I've been <laughs> shipping my way all around this town for 60 years. 
<laughs> I've been drinking fucking 20 fucking battery acid cups a day, waiting for 60 years to tell you that you are my tip. 60 years of lizard brain. Um, uh, if you ran your own production company, how would you boss out in if, L.A.? It, down in Los Angeles, down in Hollywood, um, running my own production company, it would definitely be like split across the top floor of every building downtown. Wow. So, yeah, just like just every single top floor. Um, no glass in the windows. <laughs> Whoa. Jesus. Are they just experiencing those winds? Just very, very breezy. Are they Papers. <laughs> Yeah. Are, they, are they brutalist uh, uh, architecture? They, well, they all are down yeah. there. So um, Isabel hates brutalism, though. Oh, I, oh yeah, gosh. fuck brutalism. I yeah, man. I love brutalism I so know. much. I mm. know. It just it mm. fuels my hatred. But like, I just feel like it would look so much better if it could burn down. But it's all concrete, so I need to find another solution. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you hang the heads of your employees outside past the? The guardrails. No, so that's the thing is I feel like, first of all, I'll preface this by saying I do have an extreme fear of heights, so I'm going to have to get over this first. But what I really want the boss move to be is that, like, my desk is just me sitting on the ledge of one of these, like, glassless windows, just, like, chilling out with, like, my cell phone over here and my laptop over there and, like, my headset so that I can take, like, wireless calls. And <laughs> Like the Chicago thing where it's, like, you step out on, like, the skyscraper with the platform that's just glass and you can look down oh, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. no yeah. platform which right. is what they're doing to this <laughs> have, you, now. have you seen office the johnny toe office no film, where it's like it's it's a musical about a hong kong office <laughs> great um fantastic film a lot but, of bosses. but all the window all this all the walls are see-through and the smoking room is in the top of the clock tower with just one platform and an ashtray and then the giant face of the clock just ticking yes yes so i imagine your office being on that with a glass floor and absolutely just like yeah the clock ticking just like what do you want yeah <laughs> well but you just want to, what you want to be able to do is take meetings you know call someone into your office and just be like Sit down. Have them sit down with you, like right on the ledge, and just like put your arm over them. If I had an that office, makes me feel it'd, it'd so be so anxious. <laughs> just and like just have a nice, calm talk about casting this feature. I've been having like the worst, uh, like keep me up for hours at night, fear of heights. Yeah. I, last night I was up until one, just worried about being up high. This <laughs> is this is the uh, same. This, this like, is no, the part of every like, episode. Like, where I, we get... I thought I was gonna have to wake up my girlfriend and be like, "Yo, I'm tripping Aww. about being on the fifth floor." I thought I had to leave and go down to the ground floor this and go is, for a walk. This is the part of every episode <laughs> really where we walk it fueling my anxiety. Where we get into David's like deep-seated fears. See, and but this is where you, it's not on topic. This is where you describe in detail your fear and when someone wants to use it against you, you've already beaten it. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And thus wow. one up their one boss move that they, I was, they had. I was having yeah. dinner on the 17th floor of this building downtown last night and, and smoking a cigar on the on the back deck. And of course. I, I yeah, like sure. literally... I was on the edge of tears for the whole time. I was just like <sighs> holding onto chairs and shit. I, yeah, it's really been because coming of up the for height me. or for some other reason. <laughs> so, <laughs> were you, so like, were two, you thinking about so that? I don't know where it stems from. Two months ago, I was driving <laughs> my frogs, buddy home, and he lives. <laughs> He lives at the Harbor Steps, and there was an ambulance out front. And we we got up to the front of his building. My buddy was like, "Yo, those are feet." And I looked over, and there was just feet under a blanket. And this guy had jumped off the building. And ever since then, God, I've just dude. been. I know I'm dying. And God, ever since then, like drip. I will be, I'll be in my car, and I'll know that I have to be on a top floor somewhere in two weeks, and I'll start feeling panic. So I gotta check, get it checked out. <laughs> I gotta see somebody about it. You gotta walk it. It's off really and bossing me. It out, yeah. yeah, I was like, I have to get in the elevator last night and go for a walk to be on the ground. 
Hey man, I've, I've told you the story about Marion Zion check in the uh, Arctic building down Yeah, I right? brought it up because my buddy, where I was for dinner, like, we're getting married at the Arctic building. And then I dried out the whole thing because I was like, oh, Marion Zion check in 1936 hurled himself off. His wife saw his body on the ground. They're like, dude, we're talking about getting married. What the fuck's wrong with you? Just suck the joy out of the room. <laughs> hey man, he was, he was a working class hero. Rest in power, Marion. Um, okay, so we got a little list here. How do bosses laugh? <laughs> Like I mean, bo- bosses never joke. Like, like Dirty Wang. Yeah. The entire film. They're yeah. laughing before they hit the door <laughs> because it's just so beneath them. <laughs> um, I mean, I think I think my boss laugh might be kind of infamous. You do have a cackle. Yeah, the you've, boss cackle. You've got a really severe cackle yeah. because when you have to deal with like other promoters in the Seattle scene circa <laughs> maybe two years ago. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, how do I make money off shows? And you just cackle. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, but y- you don't dole out your cackles too liberally or will I mean, it? They're very nilly. specific. Yeah. So it feels good when, when you say something, a joke lands and you get a cackle from Alan. Oh, which yeah. Is, huge, huge. Yeah. So when there's, yeah, when there's a scarcity of laughs given out by the boss, everybody's trying to, it's like, it's like how all the people surrounding Stalin would like, would, uh, <laughs> Jesus would basically like they Is would just like record which mm-hmm, jokes mm-hmm. which jokes landed and which didn't and then like return to that material later <laughs> they would to um, impress him I feel like my cackle is also <laughs> more <laughs> situational yeah. than like response to stimuli you know what I mean uh, isn't it like, something that's situational prompted by stimuli I guess much? I guess I mean like rather than like a joke or something like told to me or something it's you're seeing like, the big picture yeah it's like a like a most bosses do it's like oh my <laughs> it's like oh my god it developed like this <laughs> oh my god oh my god this Mo- exceeds projections <laughs> my wildest dreams are coming true <laughs> <laughs> my wildest nightmares are unfolding yeah. uh, okay does a boss have mega flow and fierce eye contact Dave that's one thing about Mike B that uh, that that's a you got to stop attribute. bringing Mike B. <laughs> <laughs> no, All right, Mike, Mike B, Mike B has contact. some of the best eye contact ever. Um, yeah, I I think that there's unlike fierce eye contact that isn't necessarily it's just not needed. I, I when I think of a boss, I think like there's just this like n- negligence of eye contact. Like they don't give a fuck. I don't need to look you in the eyes. And if you act like they need to look you in the eyes, they look at you, they just scoff. Until until they outmaneuver you into killing yourself. I, <laughs> then I think, they look you right in the eyes. I think, like, eye contact and, well, specifically eye contact, mega flow is just, like, God-given. Right. Like, if you have mega flow and you aren't a boss, that's just, like, kind of a waste. I yeah. Like. Yeah. When you, f- well, yeah, you just suck the flow out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> if, but, like, eye contact and stuff like that, that's, like, something all boss babies have. Mm. Like, okay, the Jordan Peterson book. Oh, God that's just it. that's just boss baby book. <laughs> yes. That guy's boss the baby, the, yeah. the that's, smallest that's, baby on the planet. That's the boss babiest book. I mean, of if, you, all time. if you use the term "bucko," you're a, you're definitely. I mean, not that's just boss. like boss baby. I'm not saying all incels or whatever are boss babies, but I'm just saying that, all babies. <laughs> that's like that's like boss baby. Yeah. Did Pete Carroll take a step from boss to boss baby? But Pete Carroll's always been kind of a boss baby. Oh uh, wow! Yeah, yeah. Well, if you need to read a book to learn how to become a boss in the first place, then yeah, just then off yourself. It's not in the cards. It's not in the cards for you. <laughs> like all of Pete Carroll's like running around and patting backs and like acting like wahoo and like so it's like all it's like got a deep seated anxiety that he's losing control the yeah. entire time. He has lost control. Can I ask and you he's something? lost control yeah, yeah. completely. They don't respect yeah. him anymore. Right. No. Because it was all a sham. 
from the beginning. He's been a champ. What's the yeah, qu- he what's watched the now John Schneider wearing the fucking WWF championship belt the day, day they won the championship with the shirt off. He's boss. <laughs> Alex Ovechkin with the Stanley Cup. Boss. Uh, absolute boss. But he took a All portrait with head. Ivanka Trump. Whatever. Oh, he did? Oh, yeah. Well, Yo, dude, yeah. yeah. Well, he, he gets a few freebies because he's wow. such a boss. <laughs> Jesus. What's your, what's your question? I was going to ask you if that thing that you do where you make really intense eye contact like across the table when you're eating like a huge hamburger or burrito or like some kind of sandwich. I want a burger. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, there's just like juice dripping out your mouth and you're like just fucking like staring like mm-hmm. is that is that a power move is that intentional it's a bit of a power move but that's boss robot oh sure okay yeah Whoa. that's like ai boss where like i'm consuming AI-A-O. yeah ai that's <laughs> exactly what it is AI-A-O. AI-A-O. Yeah, that's cute. i wonder if you could program like a strong boss uh, well, they're trying. Right. There's numerous think tanks and that, laboratories. I mean, that that is not like a Jordan Peterson book, basically. Not like a not like a well, but that's well, like a poor program. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's like here are all the superficial aspects, but you're not getting to the core essence of it. No, but what's the alg- the boss algorithm? <laughs> I don't know. Nobody's discovered it yet. I don't think. Uh, Who's your favorite boss? Uh, it, wow. Um, Dale Cooper. Dale Cooper is probably my favorite boss. Although, of course. Um, He's got a boss, right? <laughs> Who yeah. is also shipping it. But does Fascinating Coop. Oh, my favorite <laughs> yeah. boss is um, Captain Picard. Yeah. Oh, mm, yeah. good boss. Next generation. Yeah. Pat- really great boss. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, that took me too long. Uh, but yeah, peace to you. forgive you. I just watched the, a Next Generation episode where he... Um, <laughs> the, they take the Enterprise to a, a, like a um, repair station where they're going to like, sk- like bathe the entire Enterprise in this like ultra-lethal uh, um, chemical field or whatever, scan field. Uh, and so they all go down to like the, um, the homey dome where people chill while this is happening. And everyone's having like a great time and they, they're drinking out of these unbelievably shipping it, like, uh, Vegas-style fucking flute. Uh, anyway, um, Picard goes, uh, he goes down to the homie dome, and then he finds out that in the homie dome they have horses and riding trails, and he just, his, his like, normally um, very, like, stoic exterior just cracks open, and he goes, horses. <laughs> uh, and they're like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, how soon can we ride? Wait, hold on. And he, uh, he's like, I have to go get my saddle. Whoa. So wow. he goes back onto the Enterprise to get his saddle and he gets his riding gear and his riding gear is like riding boots, like literally purple velvet tight pants. Uh, like a deep green V, mm-hmm. like mid mid torso deep V, uh, and then he gets stuck on the Enterprise because there's a bunch of terrorists that are like taking this opportunity to sneak on and blow it up, or steal. They're stealing uh, dilithium from the anyway, um, and basically, Peace Two <laughs> proceeds to kill all of them. Like he, <laughs> yeah. he his outfit. Uh, yeah, wow. well, yeah, his outfit is killer. But uh, are he, the boots above the knee? No. Mm, well, there you go. Um, he he gets a uh, crossbow oh, and he takes one of the bolts and he dips it in a poison and he shoots somebody with that. Uh. So this gets out of the boss thing that I think is interesting, which is like bosses' uh, hobbies, which they're in a, in almost all cases exceedingly excellent at. Um, Picard being like just a master writer, just a, a master writer. Uh, Benny being or or the guy that Benny is based off of being a. Uh, a dancer, yes. award-winning Stanley dancer. Stanley dancer. Um, Cisco from um, from Deep Space is a just 
kills it on the piano. Andy's a baseball boy too. Oh yeah, big time. Um, I wonder what Coop, Alan... Coop is a cup connoisseur. Oh yeah. What do you a, think uh, Alan Iverson's I... good at other than basketball? Um, Getting loaded. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think of Alan Iverson kind of as a boss. He's apparently like a great dad. Yeah, he's, he's, got he's a great dad. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hugh Alan Laurie. Iverson. Yeah, I don't know. Hugh Laurie's an excellent piano player. <laughs> oh, he's a boss. I'm just going to talk it in. Alan Iverson hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, on the list, you heard me. Is that a boss thing to say to people? That's Absolutely. absolutely I, got, I got you heard me. I think before we even had uh, like the morning. framework of bosses or we started talking about that, you heard me was like, that was a frame of reference that we were dealing with and we were doling out and we were blasting. Yeah. I re- the, the time that Brady was so zooted, instead of saying, you heard me, he just said, he was mid-sentence. And and he just interjected, "You're hearing me," and then right back to the, the sentence. That you're, yeah, but he he'll do it like he'll be pointing and fist pumping at you and be like, "You're hearing me," and you're like, "God damn!" Dude. Yes, I'm hearing you. <laughs> How'd you get you heard this morning? Who was doing the "You were hearing me"? Homegirl. I don't know. I I like we had a panic moment last night. We were driving home. She was like, "Yo, I don't have any cup," and I was like, "I didn't know what to do." I felt so lost and confused and vulnerable and i woke up fucked just so fucked no cup headache and i did something dumb or something and she dave just wakes up every me. morning dave wakes up every morning just thinking that it's going to be the worst day ever and uh and the universe is just you inheriting me him. it just it <laughs> yeah the new day hurts so much <laughs> i agree i wake up and i'm not a boss i have to i have to go through a pretty strict regimen in order to be able to boss yeah i gotta get quiet i gotta have a cup i gotta Oh, it's bad. It's really dark. Um, do you ever say I am God? <laughs> no, but there was like there was this one scene uh, in the movie. I can't remember what it was, but I just the that that Kanye song. It's like, I am a God. It kept going through my head as like that playing during that, yeah, no, just on an endless loop. I think it was like a when, vine. I think it was when Benny like his hair flips back and he's got a fountain behind him or something. Maybe I just want there to be a fountain behind him. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, Dave was like, I just want that Kanye song, I Am a God, playing right now. <laughs> hey, uh, is Seb fencing at 1.5 speed uh, bossy for you? <laughs> yeah. It was a lot more bossy when we initially <laughs> came up with that idea, and now it just hurts. It just hurts to think about Seb fencing just, and whitely I feel like when we first moved <laughs> out, fucking bums me out when we first moved out to Seattle Seb was like uh, wearing a lot of like experimental fits oh yeah and, uh, <laughs> and uh, like it wouldn't have been too out of proportion to just see him one day in like a fencing fit but for all we you know, know I mean? like Seb is such a lone wolf that he could just spring it on us that he's been into fencing for the last couple of years and like he has this one random friend that he fences with God, like he's so at a, out. He's at so a playground out. in the U district on Wednesday evenings. He's on a different planet. I was thinking about this this morning and the phrase that came to my head was Seb is on a different planet, but there's only one planet. <laughs> wow. There's only this planet. Seb, I love you. <laughs> Seb, where are you? Uh, tell us about boss pressure. Uh, well, I think that that's just, uh, again, to use the word again, I think that's a quintessential, uh, boss tool in the toolkit, which is boss pressure, putting pressure on people. Um, yeah. All right. I think you got to put the pressure on people. The eye contact, getting back to that is one way in which you put the pressure on people, but only when you really need to. What's going on with Alan Iverson? (laughs) He's living large. I, 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 there's a wild... Wild little, I think, answers.com thing. What's going on? Did Alan Iverson have a hobby? 
They spell hobby H O B B I E. Ship it. And it says yes, basketball. It's <laughs> tight. <laughs> Practice. Did uh, Allen Iverson change the world? N- no. What is Allen? <laughs> <laughs> what is Allen Iverson doing nowadays? Living large. What? So okay. Good. So above there was who is better, Ray Allen, Ray Allen or Allen Iverson? And it was Ray Allen is better. And then later on, it's Ray Allen or versus Allen Iverson. And this is Allen Iverson. <laughs> Maybe it's it's one on one versus there's, better. There's overall an internal player. struggle in this fucking answers.com. I think the answer is to combine them into Ray Allen Iverson. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's really nuts. Wow. Um, what like is Allen Iverson Tuesday doing right now? <laughs> Living large. Living large, yeah. Living large. Is he in jail? No. His net worth is $1 million. Did he die? No. <laughs> AB, have you ever slapped somebody and then your head snaps back? Oh, no, I'm sorry. When, have you ever been? Have you ever gotten slapped and then your head snaps back? Well, one, one, one time I um, was really drunk with my homie Joey, a Cleveland friend. Sure. And, uh, Joey. And Joey. Joey Cleveland. Cleveland. Joey Cleveland. <laughs> His name is literally Joey Cleveland. And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, he was considerably more loaded than I was, surprisingly. <laughs> um, and uh, and so we decided to just locker box in his basement, which means you like put on hockey gloves and helmets, and uh, you just you know beat the shit out of each Jesus other. Jesus Christ! And uh, his brother was like, "You're a jabroni." Dog. His his <laughs> absolutely. I don't den- I don't deny it. Come on, I don't deny it. And uh, and so his brother was like officiating, and he was, was like he official. A, he was officially officiating. Was he an a fish bro? <laughs> he was. Yeah. Fish bro. <laughs> and Are you a fish bro? <laughs> do you spin your fins, fish bro? Do you ever God. do you ever flop around on the table grasping for air like yeah, a fish? How are your flippers right now? I'm uncontrollably zooted, and I, f- I I feel like everything's shutting down around me. I feel really yeah. really zone. bad right now. <laughs> So anyways, yeah, uh, so anyways, his his brother goes, okay, you're gonna you're gonna um, touch gloves like before a boxing match, and then we'll start. And I go to touch Joey's glove, but it, but he just goes and punches me straight in the face. <laughs> That's so tight. <laughs> but since he was so drunk, I was able. My head snapped back. Oof. Unfortunately, it, like the snapback couldn't accentuate my flow at the time because oh, yeah. I had a helmet on. Yeah, you but had the, hockey but, flow. But you have when you have hockey flow, that's actually one of the biggest points of pride for hockey players is the flow that comes out the back and the sides of the helmet and the cage. And uh, so I had that going on. So there was probably a little bit of movement. Um, and then I, <laughs> and then I just proceeded to like mangle him because he just could barely sand. I mean, it wasn't, I, I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover, <laughs> but uh, yeah, my head snapped back and there was so many, uh, I think there was two or three moments in the movie we just watched where where Benny gets slapped and his head snaps back and then he holds the stare afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then there's that slap by the pirate, which was like so like open-handed and weak and limp-wristed. Yeah. Which was in- incredible in its own right. Uh, yeah. yeah. The whole pirate invasion thing seemed like a completely different movie yeah. as well. <laughs> which was tied for us. Yeah. Okay. Uh, any Any final boss notes? I'm not a boss. <laughs> well, all right. Come uh, on. Hey, You're on your hey, way. Hey, You're hey, on your yeah. way. I've, I've, you want to be a director. You've successfully directed in the past. It's true. I mean, I was, I've been a boss baby for a long time, and then I just realized I have to examine every time I get bossed and just learn from that and just become humble on my You're way definitely on your way. You have to endure. So I'm, I'm, I'm boss trying. You have to endure. The number one rule of being a boss is to endure. And, and I wasn't al- enduring. And stay alive. Stay alive. <laughs> so I'm in a big transition right now, so... All right, well, we're all rooting for you. Thanks, man. Yeah, That's tight. You bet. Um, all right, and ship it. Successful. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good.